Gina Della from Pella through June 30th at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Choose 40% off installation or six-year no-interest financing. Get details now at PellaWI.com slash radio or 855-PELLA-WI. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 855-616-1620. And now, WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show, an abbreviated program. Our Brewers coverage starts in about 20-some minutes as the Brewers go for the sweep of the Chicago Cubs. Here is the big breaking news of the day, Bill Cosby. And if you are of a certain age, you will remember that, that Bill Cosby at one point in time dominated television. You know, when, when Bill Cosby during the 80s had the Cosby show and stuff, he was viewed as America's dad. And, you know, I can remember when I was a kid growing up, Bill Cosby had these comedy records that were just absolutely just hysterical. You had the, the Saturday morning TV shows with Fat Albert and the gang. You know, Bill Cosby was as big a, a star as you can possibly imagine. And then you want to talk about a fall from grace when you had all the different women that came forward and said that over a, a period of decades, he apparently would get them to his his place in um, in Philadelphia or in uh, you know Pennsylvania and he would uh, you know give them uh, tranquilizers and stuff and then sexually assault them I mean it was about as far a hard a fall from grace as you could possibly have well the breaking news is Bill Cosby is going to be freed from prison the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court and this is this is as high as it goes so this is the final word on this because he was prosecuted um, in in Philadelphia he was prosecuted in the Pennsylvania courts the Pennsylvania State Supreme court has said Bill Cosby is to be released and cannot be recharged. He's 83 years old, so he's going to be um, walking free, presumably sometime today or tomorrow. Here is the rationale the court used. Now, if, if, if you remember the Cosby case, what happened is um, a couple of the women had come forward about 10 to 12 years before the, the ultimate prosecution. And the district attorney at the time had decided against prosecuting Cosby. They had cleared Cosby of the charges. And so the, in a very, very public statement, they had said, OK, you're, you're clear to the charges. We are not issuing charges against you. So what happens is 10 years later or thereabouts, you have a new district attorney, you have perhaps a new culture, and they take another look at the charges and say, okay, well, these charges, there's no new facts on them, but what we're going to do is we are now going to prosecute you based on these charges where the prosecutor previously declined prosecution. Well, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court says, no, wait a second. They said, look, the the decision that the initial prosecutor made to not issue charges. That then caused Cosby, when he was being sued civilly, Cosby you know, thought he'd been cleared of the charges. So Cosby waived his Fifth Amendment rights. Cosby testified in civil lawsuits against him. And then the prosecution recently turned around and they used that testimony that he gave in the civil lawsuits to prosecute him again. So what the Pennsylvania Supreme Court says is that when an unconditional charging decision is made publicly and with the intent to induce action and reliance by the defendant. In other words, we are not charging you criminally. 
Now, go ahead. You don't have to take the fifth. You can answer questions in a civil trial or whatever. When an unconditional charging decision is made publicly and with the intent to induce somebody like Cosby to then testify in the civil proceedings, and when the defendant does so to his detriment, Denying the defendant the benefit of that decision is an affront to fundamental fairness, particularly when it results in a criminal prosecution that was foregone for more than a decade. For these reasons, Cosby's convictions and judgment of sentence are vacated, and he is discharged. So in in essence, they say that once the prosecutor essentially cleared him, said we're not going to bring criminal charges, at that point in time, Based on that decision, he then goes and he waives his Fifth Amendment rights and he testifies in the civil trial and things like that. You can't use those statements against him. And that's precisely what the prosecution did. State Supreme Court says you get to walk free. I don't know if it's a miscarriage of justice or not. This whole prosecution, I always had problems with the idea of, you know, one prosecutor publicly says you're cleared, boom. And then a decade later, with no new evidence, somebody else comes in and says, well, we're going to charge you after you were previously cleared. In today's decision, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court says, nope, that cannot happen. Bill Cosby is going to be released from prison. When we come back, I've given you a couple minutes to think about it. What's the worst decision you made in your life? And I guarantee you, I've got one that'll top it. Stick around. Okay, I gave you a couple minutes to think about this. Think about the worst decision that you've ever made. And, and for some people, it probably, you know, it, it jumps up at you. Maybe it's the, gee, when, when that guy offered me 50 bucks to bring that suitcase back from Mexico, how was I supposed to know it was full of cocaine? Maybe it was that decision you made where, gee, when I was corresponding with that guy in prison, he seemed so very nice that who knew it wouldn't work out when he got out and I married him? I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's, it's that type of decision. Maybe it's the, gee, I've always wanted to buy that particular house. That's the perfect house. And the fact that the basement was underwater when I purchased it, maybe that was a bad idea. Okay, think about that, that worst decision that you have ever made. And I guarantee you, it pales in comparison to the decision made the other day by Trevor Bauer. Now, Trevor Bauer, for people who do not know, is um, he pitches for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's generally recognized as one of, and by the way, this is a PG-13 related topic, PG-13 warning. Okay, Trevor Bauer, one of the best pitchers in baseball. He won the uh, Cy Young Award with Cleveland in 2018. In 2020, he was pitching for Cincinnati. He won the Cy Young Award. He's viewed as one of the most dominant pitchers in, in baseball. Last um, last fall or early this year, he signed a three-year contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers that will pay him $102 million. Okay, so he's, he's like 30 years old. This is, I mean, you know, you've got the world by the tail, right? All right. So Trevor Bauer, a great pitcher, having all this success. You're pitching, pitching for the Dodgers, who many people think are the best team in, in baseball, etc. So I don't know if you saw this story about Trevor Bauer, but Trevor Bauer now has a restraining order issued against him. He's being investigated by criminal authorities and by Major League Baseball because woman has come forward and says that in spring of this year, he, he roughed her up, he beat her up, he assaulted her. All right, so that, that's what the allegations are. Now, this is the version of events 
that is issued by Trevor Bauer's agent. So this this is his story. Her story is the guy beat me up. This is his story through the agent. Mr. Bauer had a brief and wholly consensual sexual relationship initiated by the woman beginning in April of 2021. We have messages that show that she, PG-13 warning here, we have messages that show that she repeatedly asked for rough sexual encounters, including requests to be choked out and slapped in the face. In both of their encounters, the accuser drove from San Diego to Mr. Bauer's residence in Pasadena, California, where she went on to dictate what she wanted from him sexually, and he did what was asked. Following each of her only two meetings with Mr. Bauer, she spent the night and left without incident, continuing to message Mr. Bauer with friendly and flirtatious banter. In the days following their second and final encounter, she shared photos of herself and indicated she had sought medical care for a concussion. Um, Mr. Bauer responded with concern and confusion. Um, the accuser was neither angry nor accusatory. They have not corresponded in over a month and have not seen each other in six weeks. Okay, so let, let me put this in perspective. You are Trevor Bauer. You have a three-year deal for $100-plus million. His version is he's meets is contacted by some woman on the Internet who wants rough sex. Sorry, but that's what this is. He then invites her over to his house. She drives to his place from San Diego, where with this stranger who he has just met, contacted presumably through the Internet, where they engage in (laughs) rough sex and whacking each other around or whatever. So she leaves. Then she comes back a few days later, and they do it again. And now now she's gone to the courts getting a restraining order. His defense is, well, it was all consensual. Okay, look, I I, I take no position one way or the other about, you know, what went on. Other to say, think about the epic scale of bad decisions. You are Trevor Bauer. You're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You are contacted or somehow get in touch with this complete stranger who you do not know from Adam's cat, and you invite her to your house where you then, by his own admission, engage in all sorts of stuff that's leaving bruises and things like that. It's like, what could you possibly have been thinking? And, and by the way, don't answer that. I guess we maybe know a little bit what he was thinking. But it's like, what, what, what part of your brain, when you see this, doesn't register, huh, All right, there's this strange woman who I do not know who wants to come over to my place and engage in all sorts of kinky behavior. Where where is that stop sign in your brain saying maybe this is not a good idea? Maybe this is one where you just kind of hit that delete button. But what does Trevor Bauer do? He says, sure, come on over. Here's my directions. Come on up here. And I mean, again, this this is his version. He said, oh, I I just did what she asked me to do, which, again, I, I don't know if it's true or not. But why in the world would you put yourself in a situation like this when you are Trevor Bauer? I mean, and, and again, don't answer that question. I guess we know what he was thinking, but there, but there's there, there's like no mechanism there that says, 
okay, maybe this isn't a good idea. What what good stuff can happen from this? It, it really it reminded me. My friend and colleague, John McCure, you know, when he used to be on, on today's TMJ4, every once in a while you, you'd have you, – they'd go along with those things where you'd have the police officers that would be on the Internet and they'd pretend to be 14-year-old girls or 14-year-old boys and you, you'd have the, 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 the 45-year-old school superintendent that would drive up from wherever and show up at the hotel room and, and, and it turned out to be cops and you'd always want to say what what could they have possibly been thinking how is this going to turn out well gee i'm going to drive you know all the way up to and go to a hotel room thinking i'm going to meet a 14 year old girl or boy or whatever and surprise follows surprise it's the cops what 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 are you thinking how could you possibly think that something like this would turn out well so I, now again, I, I don't know if Trevor Bauer is going to be charged. I don't know what you know what's going to ultimately happen about this. But I'm just I'm reading this story and I'm thinking, my goodness, what what could you what could you possibly what would have possibly motivated you to again reach out to this person that you do not know? And uh, again, engage in this sort of behavior, which you know has every possibility of ending exactly like it has ended, which is extremely ugly. So if you think back about those bad decisions that you made in your life, you know, buying the house, maybe quitting the job six months before you were going to get the pension. You know, maybe, again, a lot of it probably has to do with one of our texters said, you know, marrying my second ex-wife. Yeah, I mean, look, I understand there's all these different life decisions. I am willing to bet, look at your bad decision and compare it to what Trevor Bauer decided to do in the spring of this year. And maybe you'll feel a little bit better about your decision. Well, I'm glad I could brighten your life because a number of texters are texting in saying, you know, I was thinking about the dumbest decision I ever made. And you're right. What Treasure, what Trevor Bauer did, it, 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 it beats that. I mean, yes, you're you're a ball player that's worth just an absolute fortune, and and you're just going to hook up with some sort of strange woman that you meet over the internet. You're going to invite her to your place, and then then you're going to engage in this rough kind of kinky sort of behavior, and you wonder how it could turn out badly. It, it's sort of like. Well, I mean, the other example of, of like really, really bad decision making, this is right up there with, with the Bill Clinton decision with Monica Lewinsky. It's like, okay, you're the president of the United States. You know, and, and it's, it's one thing if you want to be unfaithful, I guess, but you're going to pick a 21 or 22 year old intern in the Oval Office. How could this turn out badly, Mr. President? I mean, it's just sometimes you get these absolutely staggeringly bad decisions. And, uh, that's, that's, that's just kind of one of them. And again, I don't know what the facts, I don't know what, again, what actually transpired between the two of them. I just know that if you look at his parent defense through his agent, you're kind of going, Wow, what were you thinking? Okay, just a couple quick notes. We've got a break for the Brewers game in just a moment or two. Um, Tony Evers, to the disappointment of many, but the surprise of nobody, um, vetoed the bill that the legislature had passed, which would cut off the extra $300 a week in unemployment benefit. Right now, a lot of people are being paid more money to sit on their butts than they are to go back to work. And it is creating a huge problem for employers. And the idea is, you know, look, why why are we subsidizing people 
to not work. And so what's ended up happening is that that $300 in Wisconsin, it's going to stay until the end of September because Tony Evers is incapable of, I guess, saying no to a government handout. And that means that employers all across the state are going to continue to struggle. Evers says, well, I'm not sure it makes a difference, to which you just kind of shake your head. Okay, I am out of time. Brewers baseball coming up in just a couple moments. I'm back. Full show tomorrow, 12 noon. We do this all again.